Are you a financial professional wondering how to transition your clients from the accumulation to the distribution phase? How to engage individuals looking for a professional with true retirement income expertise? How to mutually develop a solution that resonates with them? Or how to grow your practice in a meaningful way that's based on best practices for financial planning? Then you've come to the right place. Sign up for our two-day masterclass for financial professionals hosted by Wade and Alex on January 23rd and 24th from 12 to 1.30 both days. Your future practice will thank you for it. Go to resaprofile.com slash masterclass. The more honest you tell me you are, the tighter I hold onto my wallet. Now, what is it you are about to tell me about your selfless approach that only has my best interests at heart? Hey, everybody. Welcome to a very special edition of Retire With Style. And as always, I'm still Alex, and I'm here with... Wade. And we have a very special guest. And, and Kelly, please say your last name as well. Kelly Waltrick, thanks so much for having me, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. Kelly, what do you, what do you think of our intro? Since you're in the marketing game, we kind of just fling it. We have no idea what, what's going to come out of our mouths, and we've got it in the habit. I don't know if we can even break it. Where we kind of do this, I'm Alex, and then Wade finishes his, and we only do first names. I don't know. Uh, what do you think? I love it. I love it. I feel like you have to be authentic, and that's definitely authentic to the two and you, two of you, if you get to know you. So it's great. All right. All right. Uh, well, the reason we wanted to bring Kelly here on today's episode is she brings, to, you know, in, our, in, our, in my vantage point, well, number one, she's, she's literally a rock star within the, the marketing community, is specifically for advisors. But we wanted to bring her on because she is on our advisory board for the RISA. And before we get into that, Kelly, why don't you let everyone know a little bit about your background because I do feel, you know, there's a lot of folks within our industry that, you know, they're kind of, you know, in, in like a lion, out like a lamb kind of vibe to them. Uh, but I, I think you're the antithesis of that. And uh, I, I think it'd be great if everyone just heard your background. So they, you know. Yeah, I would love to. Thank you. Um, I've spent my whole career in financial services. I, I landed here by accident and I plotted a really intentional path through every type of financial services firm so that I could get a really true understanding of of everything that's out there. I spent years working for advisors um, at an RIA. I spent time at an independent broker dealer. I even um, spent time supporting estate planners in terms of um, annuities and life insurance and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then ultimately ended up in technology, which is where most people know me from. I spent um, several years as the CMO of eMoney Advisor, um, a financial planning technology company, and then several years as the CMO of Orion, a portfolio accounting. I don't even know if we can call them that anymore. They're they're massive and do so much more than that. Um, but a portfolio accounting technology they're, company. They're the they're the polymath of the financial services industry. <laughs> yes, exactly. How's that? Did you like that way? <laughs> yeah, the, they do it all. The factotum. <laughs> <laughs> And today, um, I run my own uh, financial services marketing agency intentionally and am um, a board member, as Alex said, uh, for RISA. 
And just a little bit of background, just because I realize we have two sets of viewers here, or listeners. listeners. Although we are on YouTube now, right, Wade? <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, those that are advisors, financial professionals, and we have a, a you know equally number of uh, consumers. And so with this episode, we we, you know, we, we want to try to provide something that's, that's good for both. And that's why we want to you know, just provide some sense of what, what's going on and, and how co- consumers are viewed by advisors and then vice versa. But just to, for our consumers, e-money is actually one of the de facto softwares that, that uh, advisors use for financial planning and for client portals. They were, I don't know, how long ago, Kelly, like 10, 12 years ago? They were bought by Fidelity. Yeah, 2017, maybe? 2017. Oh, that's it. I thought it was much longer than that. Okay. 2017, they were bought by Fidelity for a a considerable sum. And, you know, uh, Kelly was employee number eight. No, I don't know. That's that's (laughs) Antoine Walker, I think. (laughs) Employee number eight (laughs) for the Celtics. But uh, Kelly was with them from, you know, from the start. And then Orion, again, they're, they're an industry standard. We use them actually within McLean Asset Management and their management team is, you know, top, top top-notch great great people to to work with and then uh intentionally this is something how long have you started intentionally so we are about a year and a half as of today and we yeah working with lots of um of the top industry firms whether they're technology or consulting or advisory firms so some of your advisors if you're listening yeah um, as well and shout out to megan richter (laughs) yes my amazing partner who keeps all the things all the balls in the air all right. And so, Kelly, what what intrigued you about the reason? Because the reality is, listen, you, you're, you're not you're not wanting of clients sort of calling you up and saying, hey, Kelly, can you help me with this? What, what sort of uh, intrigued you here? I think it's it's a it's a combination of things. As we started to build intentionally, uh, we started to ask ourselves, what kind of firms do we want to support? And you know, as we learn more and more that that evolves and changes. But I think one of the things that we focused on is, is this firm doing right by the advisor and the end investor in what? Kelly, can I stop you right there? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Wade, are you $20? I thought she was going to say Wade file is the reason why I (laughs) wasn't here. So Wade, you're you're up $20. Okay, buddy. Good job. Sorry to interrupt you, Kelly. I I, I couldn't help it. I saw Wade. He went from a grin to a frown just like that when you started. I was like, oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. You were saying, Kelly? It's your ego. Very sorry. Um, (laughs) It's actually true. Wade is – we call him a celebrity ad intentionally. So um, just back to what I was saying – Firms that are doing right by the investor and the advisor. And I think that we, you're right, we get pitched all day long by technology companies who want to grow, advisory firms who want to grow. And we're trying to be really smart about the ones that um, we believe have the right recipe for success. Um, The ones that understand marketing, that have the time, energy, and resources to put towards it, doing it right. And who, if we promote, we feel really good about what they're delivering to to the industry. No, and I thank you for thinking of that. And the reason we wanted Kelly on in the advisory board is I, I really feel when and, and Wade and I strongly feel like this as well, but when we have something that, that really is good, I have no problems getting up on the mountaintop and screaming about it because to some extent, it, I feel it's almost my ethical duty to to give this to as many people as possible. And I, I think the Risa, Wade, uh, just to get you in here, 
you you say something when we're talking about this that I always I always say yeah you're right no matter how many times I hear that song right it always <laughs> catches me uh, no and that's the mismatch issue and 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 I think that's a great marketing you know angle to to have to solve but do you want to talk about that because I think the that that's really a a salient thing for consumers. Sure, sure. Yeah. And that's really a flashback to my graduate school days in economics where they have these search models. And it's really because people don't have complete information about everything. And in the world of retirement income, consumers don't necessarily know there are multiple viable retirement income strategies. And there's so many financial professionals that really are just advocates for one strategy. And so the concern is that there's a mismatch that somebody hears about a strategy, it sounds good. Whenever an advocate of a strategy describes it, of course, it's going to sound good. But then people end up with a strategy that might not really resonate, and there might be an option out there that's better. And that's hopefully the the role the RISA can play is to better match. It, well, if someone wants to work with an advisor, but even if they're doing more of a do-it-yourself basis, match the, uh, the style, the, the strategy they want for their retirement income with what's going to resonate best with them rather than just sort of falling into a strategy because randomly it was the, the strategy they heard about first and, and sounded okay at the time. That's the idea. <laughs> I, I think that's so spot on. And coming from e-money, like we said earlier, it's interesting. I think the majority of the top financial planning tools actually do a disservice to the retirement planning piece of it. Um, I think that they... Um, have model have retirement planning modules, but it still does not provide enough information. I think for the advisor and the end investor to make to to make the right decisions. No, I I, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. On the the like financial planning software side, so much of that was just it was developed from an accumulation mindset. And it just hasn't had an opportunity yet to fully incorporate the the differences for retirement. No, but from a technological standpoint, I uh, I think you got to take a step back, Kelly. Uh, on on second thought, they did make an advancement, and what they did is they got their software, and they created an extra tab, and they <laughs> put on the tab retirement planning, and then they took the the algorithms that were on the other one, and they just ported them over. So to create that tab and call it retirement planning did take some work. So, I, you know, I, let's, you know, let's be nice here a little bit. All right. Yes, well, We are friends with all these. these folks. For sure. I'm not. It's OK. Uh, the views and opinions expressed here are those of Alex McGee and not those of Kelly Waltrick or Wade File. There we got that. We, now you're all set. Uh, the the thing that actually uh, along these lines from a marketing standpoint and this is this runs counter to to i think what's been done what what is done and what's currently done is i i think too the risa represents a, a, a point of departure from the advisors that say this is the best way to do it this is the best way to do it this is the best way to do it that way is subpar this is the best way to do it team a is always better than team b kind of thing and that's something that Wade and I sort of are complete antithesis of. I mean, we, we really take this agnostic view where hand over our hearts. Look, there's many ways to get it right. I mean, we could we could take any, any we could take the time segmentation position, the total return position, the risk wrap position, and the income protection position, and make cogent arguments. Well, at least Wade could. I could do three out of four, 
we can do four <laughs> out of four. No, and, and make cogent arguments about them, right? And, and be very specific. So I, I think it's a silly game that advisors tend to play. Like, this is the best strategy. And, and I got to imagine a lot of folks pitch you, hey, Kelly, this is what we do and this is why it's the best, yep. you know, kind of thing. And, and I don't know if, if that kind of works, or at least that's kind of the point of departure that we have with Arisa is really trying to find what strategy resonates with the individual so we can start from there. You never rubber stamp it, but you start from there. And if you divorce yourself from this idea that this one strategy is the best and, you know, the one ring to rule them all, I think if you divorce yourself from that, that that's that's the way to go. And I think underlying that, what what you're doing, what we're doing is, and it's a, it's a, it's a trite phrase, but it, it's still right. You're empowering the advisor. I mean, not the advisor, you're empowering the client yep. because you're letting them know, look, there is a way that resonates with you. Let's find a way to do this. But it's, you now have something you can hang on to when you go to a professional or as you're reading through the literature or as you're whatever you're doing to find a way, you now have something you can anchor to that can help guide you. And I think that's that's what's interesting to me. And from a marketing standpoint, I, I, you know, aside from the research, retirement income, from a marketing standpoint, I find it fascinating. So Kelly, how are we going to promote this? Let's, let's you know make this a working meeting. <laughs> yeah. well, you know what? What I think is interesting um, in alignment with what you're saying is actually what most advisors say is we build financial plans to meet your unique needs. You're going to see that on like 99% of websites. But like then, a snowflake. Like a snowflake. But to your point, when you actually get to, to get inside the business, you become a client. It is truly that they have a way, a process, and one thing that they suggest because that's what they, they're they used to or they believe in. So I think this actually also gives them a way to make their marketing message real. It's we do have a way to figure out how you're unique and make good on that promise that comes through in their marketing. And I feel really strong. Oh, that's not bad, Kelly. That's I'm serious. That's rem- Well, this is recorded. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, that's good. You're absolutely. I didn't even think about that angle. That's that's exactly right. We have a way to kind of discover how you're unique. Yep. I think you know. I was telling Wade and Alex this before we got on, uh, before we started recording. But essentially, as a consultant now, coming out of CMO role into consultant role, I have realized more than ever how. Um, the shiny marketing message wins. And that's always benefited me in the past. But what I am pushing clients, whether you're an advisor, a service provider, uh, whoever you are, whatever you're promoting, you have to get to the why and the how. So we help solve investors' unique needs. We offer these services. Why and how is that good for the end investor? And investors, if you are listening, clients, you need to push hard for that. Don't get caught by the shiny marketing message in the beautiful website. And I'm a marketer and I'm telling you this. So you know you need to listen. You need to you need to figure out how if somebody, if someone is saying they build a plan that is unique to you, then you need to understand how it is truly unique to you. And I think the Risa is exactly that. I, I would also say in the, in the irony of all ironies, if somebody is telling you that they build a plan that is unique to you, that isn't a unique thing to say. <laughs> Right, like, right. Wait a second. What just happened? <laughs> no, we're and a big it also summer. probably really mostly just means they give you a risk tolerance questionnaire and find out your your asset allocation that seems to work best. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, 
And you made a good point to sort of give give like consumers because I, I do want to make it kind of relevant for consumers and, and like I said, break that fourth wall. What are some tells? You know, because you you you're kind of like uh, you know that show where a restaurant is broken and you kind of fix it up. You know, yeah. oh. uh, what are some tells? You know, over time that uh, you know somebody comes to you, and and I say this for from an, your informed consumer hat on. Yep. You're a, you're a person looking for an advisor, right? And mm-hmm. you're looking at websites because now I don't think people kind of visit five advisors and they pick the one that they feel most comfortable with. Ain't nobody got time for that, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> I, I, I think I think they just look at a couple of websites and and from there, whoever has the best picture of a photo of a beach or something like that, they go with. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, obviously, but what what we you know? It. You see the broken stuff when they come to you. They don't come to you because they're hitting it out of the park, right? Yeah. So what's the restaurant rescue kind of tips that consumers can learn? I think I think it's looking for a couple of things. One is um, expertise in specific areas. So everybody can't be perfectly knowledgeable on everything. So I think the advisors who are realistic about who they are and what their expertise is um, and the way they supplement that expertise is, is a winning formula. I also think that... Um, the transparency that the consumer gets into the process. So that plays into the technology that you're provided, whether it's a portal or a planning technology or an assessment tool like this. How do you get to collaborate, be a real part of the process and have transparency into the sausage making, I think is a winning formula. And then I think... um, And I would add to that just real quick, even if you don't want to be an active participant in it. There are people that are delegators as opposed to collaborators, at least know what it is at, 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 at the, you know, like if you buy a car, at least look under the hood, make sure there's an engine and then right. you can do your thing. Exactly. Um, and I think, and I, I think I push people to really have a point of view. If there is one thing that makes firms stand out from others, it is having a true point of view and a true passion about something so that it, everything doesn't look so cookie cutter. So if you're looking at five websites and you can't tell what that firm's passion or point of view is on what financial planning actually means or or how it should look or you know how they go about things, then I think that's a red flag. Um, I think that that means that they're not taking the time to, to tell a story that's going to resonate with people who are like them. So I feel like a point okay, of view but- is... Important. But Kelly, let's say I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm a consumer and I'm looking at yeah. three sites, right? Yep. And they all say we're holistic financial planners and they have this like beautiful like flow chart, usually in a circle about discovery meeting, financial planning, goal setting, financial plan, investment uh, application, you know, an investment sort of uh, implementation and then effectively redo the financial plan and rinse repeat. And the circle of life continues over and over again. You get that. That's pretty much almost like, is that table stakes or is that stale messaging? So I think your process is, I think what you just outlined is a firm's process versus their- That's what you get on websites, I think. That's kind of what you see, right? Yeah, I think that's kind of what, and so if I can relate that to what we do for firms- um, we have a process and it is standard for how we get from where they are today to where they need to be. But that doesn't mean that the tactics and the strategies and the um, 
the communication styles and the way we collaborate are the same. So I think, so I think that you need to push on as a consumer, okay, this is very cookie cutter. I understand that this is what you do for your clients, but where does the uniqueness to me come in? Like, how does the way that I want to communicate with you, how does the way that my life is evolving? How do these things play into and change and evolve the way that you're, you're working with us? And I'm hearing there's two ways to be unique. Uh, the niche and, and Kelly's absolutely right. Look, the, the advisors that are the most successful are the ones that, unless you're like this machine kind of firm where you're just like an assembly line that you, you're just getting, you know, you somehow, yeah. you know, have, have some sort of magic dust. Right. But for the most part, advisors are, you know, family, you know, family offices, if you would not family offices, like, you know, family run businesses, let me say it like that, you know, aspiring to be this assembly line sometimes. But uh, effectively, though, Kelly, there's there's two advisors that are very effective based on what you said. The folks that focus on niche niches, and by niches, she's very true. It's it's not just like a, a niche. You can be as specific as left-handed pool cleaners. I focus on left-handed pool cleaners, and you'd be surprised. It's a big country, right? There's 300 million people. You'd be surprised how many of those there are. And if you focus on them, if you solve their unique solutions, it, it builds on itself. And and not left-handed pool cleaners, but think about somebody that focuses on if you're looking for an advisor. And, and you happen to work for Xerox, not Xerox, but uh, something more hip. Xerox sounds like that example <laughs> no, sucks. A major employer with a yeah. pension plan. <laughs> uh, a major employer with a pension plan. Thank you. Wait, wait for the win. <laughs> He's the closer. <laughs> you know, I just called in the relief. No, yeah, yeah, a major employer with a pension plan that has these Byzantine kind of rules. Well, if you're an advisor that focuses on that and, you know, they have 10,000 employees, you're going to do very well. But more importantly, your client, your, the, if you're an individual that goes to an advisor that focuses on that and that's your, your kind of scenario, he's going to you're, – you're no longer a sample of one to him. You're a sample of like 100. And so he knows that inside and out. Kelly, you're trying to get a word in? No, spot on. And I, I would just say that we can back that up with data. Um, you know, I was talking to my, my digital team yesterday and we were going through digital – um, campaign metrics for all of our clients. And it's so interesting to see the, the firms that say, this is the ge- geographic region that I'm going after. This is this very specific um, type of person that I'm looking for. We can narrow that down. We can focus the dollars. And then the firms that say, you know what, the whole country, um, we service just about everyone. I mean, that's that's a that's a losing game. So we, we, we spent a decent amount of time actually yesterday going through the data to see the winners and losers. And it is every time the, the firms that are, that are focused. So uh, going back to the consumer hat up, I've seen, well, and there's one more, one more piece, the cadence you're talking about. we talked about niche, but then the cadence and by cadence, I mean, that firm goes through the trouble of figuring out what cadence of information do you like to flow with? Yep. You know, is, is that because there's, there's your, okay, your niche, but then your personal style, correct? Yes. Yes. And so I've always thought, and maybe this is a, a product that you and I and Wade will spin up one day when the Wait, wait, wait. This is, this is recorded. Do we need to kind of copyright this bad boy? <laughs> <laughs> or, or patent it or whatever? Yeah, we might actually. You might need to edit this out. But I've always wondered why there isn't a client-facing side to a CRM that says, client, we're onboarding you. Tell us what you care about how often you want to be communicated to, how you want to communicate to be communicated to, what channels you prefer. Yeah. 
and what topics you prefer. What if it is just like a simple thing, like at the front end to CRM, here's our back end, here's their front end, and we're tailoring our communications very specifically. I feel like somebody needs to build that. I think you see that. I think you you see that, but not in CRMs, traditional CR uh, client relationship management tools. Effectively, yeah. the modern day roller decks, you know, uh, and note taking kind of thing. You see that, but you see that not so much with the traditional CRMs that you have right now, but you see that with the marketing CRMs like uh, ConvertKit, uh, Entreport, things like that, where you can start. But it doesn't necessarily ask for the 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 client the the consumer feedback, but it it can kind of make the communications more bespoke, if you will, right. which is, I think, what you're getting at. And it should be no. an app where consumers can update their preferences. So let, me, so let me see if, do, if we have a breakthrough here. So a, a consumer is looking at three sites, and they see the beach, the mountaintop, the boat, or whatever, so, or hiking, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, hopefully the couple's holding hands. If not, who knows, right? Uh, so they have that, but they all look the same, you know, and they all have that circle. We do a financial plan, holistic, blah, blah, blah. Yep. All right. If you can't tell, though, by further inspection of that site, who their ideal client is and not like I fog a mirror, but like I, you know, I have I, this is who we work with. Yep. Then that's that's it's a signal by what's not being said as opposed to what what's being said. And if you can't get a sense of their style. Because if you don't have your own style, then you're not going to care about somebody else's style because then you're just some sort of vapid kind of robot to begin with. And so if you can't get a sense of a personality from that site either, and it's all corporate, then, you know, there's nothing there there. Is that a correct assessment? Yep. I would say niche, personality, and then I would just add one more thing. And I don't, I don't mean to say that a single advisor can't serve you well, but I do it's think... Fun. I do think that the team is important because I'm again going to use myself as an example. Are you going to come to a marketing agency to work that doesn't have somebody to do digital and somebody to do creative and somebody do. So I feel like you want to look for, especially so relevant to this conversation today, expertise in different areas that you're going to need throughout your, your lifetime and your relationship with the advisor. And if they don't have it as part of their team, that's, you know, W2, then they need to have an extended network of people that they can share that they tap for different things. I think that's really important. There is just no possible way for a single advisor to know everything, do everything, and you know, I, be able to deliver that. I would, I would add to this, and this is from the business standpoint. I, I think you're 100% correct. I think at that point, there's one thing of an advisor starting their business and you have to start somewhere. And there's always the phrase, no one wants to be your first client. No one wants to be your biggest client, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, fine. But let's say you're in that phase two and cause there's inflection points in, in running an advisory business, you know, your first 10 million, your first 40 million, your first 80 million, your first hundred, you know, whatever. Yeah. There's these milestones, right? Each of those milestones are an inflection point for you to make a decision of, do I grow this practice by bringing, do I invest in my practice by bringing in people? Or do I, you know, just the hell with it and maintain margins and, and, and do a little bit more, you know, kind of thing. Those advisors that are the one person shops or the two person shops, there's, there's exceptions, right? I, I, I can't, you know, say everyone to Kelly's point, but for the most part, I always kind of view that with, unless you're starting your firm, it's, it's very different, right? You got to start with one. 
but those folks that have been around and it's 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 a bare minimum staff i i kind of always view them as being a little greedy <laughs> you know you know and it's funny as much as they tell clients invest for the long term this and that because it it makes sense over time they kind of do the opposite of that with their own business they don't invest yeah. in their business to kind of grow it they just kind of like see it as a well that they're drawing you know water from if you will as opposed to investing as opposed to looking at it like a farmer where you're investing to harvest you know that kind of thing are you a financial professional wondering how to transition your clients from the accumulation to the distribution phase how to engage individuals looking for a professional with true retirement income expertise how to mutually develop a solution that resonates with them or how to grow your practice in a meaningful way that's based on best practices for financial planning then you've come to the right place Sign up for our two-day masterclass for financial professionals hosted by Wade and Alex on January 23rd and 24th from 12 to 1.30 both days. Your future practice will thank you for it. Go to resaprofile.com slash masterclass. Yeah, and I think I think there is a way to go about it. So again, I don't want to put down one or two man shops because it is no, it's fine. but with a network. So if you're going to say, this is the business that I'm this is my business and we can serve all of your unique financial needs. And you need to be able to show like this is, there is a group of, of people that I tap for different things. For retirement um, expertise, we we use this for, for whatever it is, we use these different things. I think it is really important to be able to show um, and really important for investors to ask because I think it's just it's truly impossible to be able to do it all yourself. It's a good point. You can't you can't slap a holistic kind of uh, phrase on your website yep. and, and and expect you to do everything. You know the whole that the definition of it itself means that you're you're bringing in folks and yeah. and, 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 and speaking about done too, like they may have partners. The turnkey asset management programs are different services yeah. that they work with. That's sort mm -hmm. of the the yep. back office and team of experts. So it's. Yeah, there can be more agree. to it than just. The <laughs> yeah, no. So I totally agree. I I'm totally agree. I think there's if it they need to be able to showcase that they have the partnerships to to deliver it. And Kelly, how do you think the whole marketing message to consumers has evolved over the years? Uh, I, I I kind of socialized this a little bit beforehand. Yeah. Uh, and Wade, you know, you you're you know, we all see commercials, right? I always find it interesting simply because of the business we're in, how how things kind of evolve. And I always find myself, like my grandmother, we used to watch a lot of the Miami Dolphins. I remember there was a kickoff, you know, the Dolphins got the ball. She would say, run, 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 you know, that kind of thing. Gotcha. She'd like scream at the TV, <laughs> like for them to tackle the guy or for the guy to escape and run for a touchdown. I find myself having those reactions when I'm watching a, like a, <laughs> like a financial services commercial, be it Merrill Lynch, Morgan, whatever where I'm like, my wife looks at me funny and stuff like that. Cause I'm like, like I'm answering back, like, you know, in, in a, in my own kind of way, I got, you got to keep this as Wade said, no cussing. Cause it, it can't be an explicit episode, <laughs> but, but I don't know what, what, wait, 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 I'll start with you. Wade. What, what do you think? What, 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 what have you seen as the marketing message as you kind of view this from the, cause we, you know, we're in the business. Well, well, we talked about this a lot in our last episode. I, I'm assuming it'll be last week's episode with John Fastino, how this fiduciary idea becomes a marketing message in that 
I was recently on a road trip where I had a car rental, so I got to hear some of the commercials and there was this major firm talking about how they're a fiduciary and they serve your best interests. And when you do well, they do well and this sort of thing. And I just felt really bad listening to that because it was such a warping of, especially when the firm tends to also focus on retirement. warping of this whole idea of they're just pushing the total returns style and not really willing to consider any other style. And that's not serving the best interests. And so it, when I it just, I'm surprised to some extent because things are so regulated that advisors are even able to use where a fiduciary is part of their marketing message. But, but there it was. And yeah, it doesn't leave a great feeling listening to that sort of thing. <laughs> I was going to bring up the same commercial. We won't name names, but I was thinking, I was actually thinking the same one. Um, <laughs> I think there, I think there are some good things that are happening, Alex. So the good things that are happening are that firms are speaking to consumers like people. I like to see that change. I think there's a, a more casual tone going into financial services marketing that was never there before. It was always very complex. Um, you had to go ask someone what what it meant. You had to get a mic, you know, a magnifying glass to read the fine print. Um, so I think that firms across the whole entire industry, um, whether advisors or product creators, are all trying to be more conversational, trying to to relate to consumers. I like that. I think that that's a winning formula. So I think the simplicity message that we're starting to see a little bit um, is a win. I don't know how you guys feel about that. No, I, I agree. I, I, I think, you know, what's the make things as simple as, as possible, but not simpler kind of thing. And it's funny. It's, it's a full circle moment now that you've said that, because I, I remember as a kid view, viewing those EF Hutton commercials. And that was probably, I don't know, in the early 80s, right? Where uh, when E.F. Hutton talks, people listen. And the commercial was effectively a, a, a person, a guy. And that's another thing that a lot more women in this industry now than before. But it was a guy having dinner with another guy. And they're talking about stocks. And all of a sudden, you know, the people in the table across from them start, you know, they shut down their conversation. And they start leaning towards and, and listening in. And the whole restaurant now is in silence. And the, the phrase was, when E.F. Hutton talks, people listen. Kind of what we do with Wade now. And so, <laughs> and so now effectively, what happened, Wade? I said, now we have index funds. We don't have to. Yeah, exactly. No, no, that's exactly right. <laughs> you know, and so, but, but the pitch, the pitch effectively was we're smarter than everyone else. We have this information asymmetry. We're on the right side of that information hurdle. So you need to go with us because we just know what happens. A lot of research comes out saying that active managers you know, it's 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 no better than a crapshoot kind of thing. And so index funds come out, right? It's about index funds come out and at the same time Schwab comes out and becomes low cost, keep costs low and, and call it a day kind of thing. And so these guys that were making money off this information asymmetry kind of pitch that was really just a ruse, really. It was nothing there. Uh, what's the messaging now? And these they're not stupid. All of a sudden, you know, the messaging shifts, uh, well, also, they have to fight against Schwab and Vanguard, which just ran roughshod over them and continue to do so. But then the marketing message becomes what? I'm your friend, right? Mm-hmm. You have this person in a commercial giving away the bride, and the punchline is it's not the bride. It's their Merrill Lynch broker. 
you know, at which point I'm throwing stuff at the TV. Because <laughs> it's complete BS, right? But, you know, it, it's this I'm your rent-a-friend kind of value, you know? And, and it, it, it's really, you know, they're, they're sort of, they're sort of pulling at the heartstrings of the trust, you know, I, I don't blame them. I mean, look, they're, they're trying to do what they do from a, from a marketing standpoint, but it's just, it's just that like ridiculous. Right. And then it moves over towards, there's really, you know, what, where is the value being added? And I think this is what you're getting at, you know, the full spectrum of financial advice, you know, being on top of it, you know, from a client standpoint, kind of what you're ending on and, and keeping it simple because it doesn't have to be more difficult than that. Yeah, I think, I, th I think you're spot on. And I think, I think there has to be a, a happy medium hit here soon where it's not so complex that um, consumers are confused and feel like there's something that they don't know. Um, and then this idea of, of we're your best friend, there has to be, the message has to be, this is a complex topic. There's a lot to know. And we're here to help you navigate that, however that looks. Like there needs to be a better, there needs to be a happy medium. And I think that most firms are falling on either side of that spectrum, unfortunately. No, it's true. I mean, I, I see it too. Like there's a lot of firms out there that focus on the human side. And you have to absolutely have to focus on the human mm -hmm. side. Yep. I, I think if anything, research has shown over the last 15 years that 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 is as important of a variable as any in finan yep. good financial outcomes. But I, I don't know, sometimes I get the sense they don't have any financial planning chops though. You know, <laughs> like... I'm like, all right, thank you, but uh, how do you do a Roth conversion? You know, that, that kind of thing, you know? Well, like it, it's complex it is complex and you can't you can't skirt that. You have to you have to you can't make it seem like it's so interesting. So I've actually had a couple clients who have, you know, we've always said make things simple, make things simple, but you can't make things so simple that the end user, the end client doesn't realize what goes into getting there. There has to be, I think, and that's a situation where I think in our industry, we're saying make things simple, make things simple. We want the investor to feel like they are part of the process. But at the same time, they need to know like this is a this is complex. Getting to where you want to go, there is knowledge that needs to be had to get there. So the right person is very important. Yeah, I, I don't know how much of that is a personal philosophy or something that is, is right. I, I think something with Bob French, myself, Wade, something we struggle with is high level of complexity. I mean, one of Wade's biggest feedback, if he, if he ever turns in a paper intended for consumers, is, hey, you got to tone this down. Hey, you got to tone this down. Hey, no yeah. graphs, you know, that kind of thing. And That's, we get that. Yeah, my one star reviews on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, right. That was me, actually. But we, 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 we get that. But yeah. there is this philosophy that I take is, there has to be a balance and then we could turn it down and keep it going because it's a little bit of an infotainment kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I get it. There has to still be credibility. And I don't mind always erring on the side of maybe being a little too heavy on the data and explanation. The reason is because I, I feel like the, the math teacher in fourth grade that says, hey, you can get the right answer, but I need to see the work. Yeah. You know, if you want to get full credit. Right. You know, and I don't. I don't even care if if our clients or prospects see this. You know, we hand them a white paper and they don't read it. It's almost like, hey, we did the work. Yep. Kind of transaction where you know there's credibility here. If you want, read it. If you don't, doesn't matter. But know that we did the work. I feel like we have a responsibility. You know, to do that. In addition to obviously being open to try to create a bespoke experience for that person in a manner that connects with them. 
I think that's the balance that we try to shoot for. I love that. And so, so, so tell me, you know, McLean, let's just use that as an example. If you say we provide transparency into our process, I don't know if you say that, but I would imagine. We do now. Um, yeah. <laughs> what does transparency mean to this industry? Like, what does transparency to the investor mean? Is it just fees? Is it no, just that's, fees? No, that's, that's a great point. Uh, here, we were, and we had no idea we would take this conversation here, Sorry. but uh, I'm game. No, 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 no. I like it. I like it. Reservation. Uh, here, listen, we were a fee-only advisory firm, right, up until, let's say, two years ago. And, you know, when you look at the literature and the stuff that Wade's writing about and stuff like that, there's a place for annuities. There's a credible empirical place for annuities. If you say no, then I'd say go to the eye doctor and get the right prescription because you obviously have trouble reading, you know, kind of thing. You know, numbers are numbers. You know, they don't lie, right? God's language. (laughs) But but the reality is, so so what we would do is we we refer it out a lot. And that was actually a pain for folks because then they got to go out, you know, get in, develop a new relationship, et cetera, et cetera. And then we're also sending them to somebody that we hope they're going to do right, you know, over time. And, you know, we're not like in every single meeting with them. So from that vantage point, now it goes to transparency, right? There's this always, there's this always argument of, oh, there's fee base. There's, you know, you're charging assets under management. But then if you do anything that has a commission to it, it's bad, right? And to me, I think that's, to me personally, I'm not sort of, and to our firm, because this is how we feel, that's not the right question to be asking. The question to be asking is what you just said. Is it transparent? You know, is there a, a dose of transparency? Yes. Are you are you in the best interest of the client? And from a competence standpoint, is this the way to go? You know, you have to check those boxes. But then, is it transparent? Yep. And that's that's good enough for me, you know, from that standpoint, with an abundance of transparency, this is how we go about doing things. And, it, you know, that, 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 that's very clear. I would say this in the spirit of transparency. If every advisor that does an assets under management approach has to issue a separate receipt to the client, you know, yeah, I, I think you'd have a little friction that, that just, you know, goes under the water. And I say that as McLean Asset Management. Yeah. Well, and wait, I imagine that this is part of the allure of the Risa is that this transparency issue, you say, this is how we got there. This is the path to the decisions that we're making. And that adds a whole different level of ability to pri- provide transparency, I think, is what Wait, I'm did getting you, Did you see how she, what she did there? She actually brought it in full circle. Yeah, pivoted. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, make taking a full circle too with the conversation around advisor websites. I don't know how many times I've read the description on an advisor website and not been able to figure out what in the world they're actually pitching with it because it's the same language no matter what the strategy is with downside protection, growth potential, and everything else. And you could be describing an annuity with that or you could be taking the view that the investment portfolio can provide the same things. And it's a lot of times there isn't that transparency and at least the Reese is putting the language around there are different options and which one are we specifically talking about rather than trying to n- not even say what we're talking about. No, I, I, I think you guys are right. And Kelly, you're right to bring it back to this because effectively in our view, the RISA, the whole genesis of it was just to be able to direct people when we had, you know, from retirement research, direct people in the right direction to curate, you know, their solutions. 
and yeah. and we had no no dog you know we we had no no incentive to point them in one way over the other it was just hey we want to know how you'd like to source retirement income these are very transparent questions that we're going to ask you transparent may not be the right word but very uh explicit object you know no, no subjective wording just very you know face value kind of questions that you answer them over and over and over and after a while you know you can't help but realize okay this is how you want to source retirement income and if you want to source retirement income in this manner that most likely resonates with this strategy point blank and that's your starting point yeah. that 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 removes like the advisor's opinion your maybe preconceived opinion beforehand or whatnot it just says hey if you want to source retirement income like that this is the strategy that you want to at least start from and to me that includes yeah the, a healthy dose of transparency among other things that could lead you go that could lead you in, in the in the proper direction if you're looking for more personal advice please note that our show is sponsored by mclean asset management learn more at mcleanam.com that's m c l e a NAM.com. McLean Asset Management is a wealth management firm where we help you design and implement the right retirement plan for you. Yep. Thanks for derailing with me for a second there. No, it's, it's true. No. That... And I feel like as advisors, you get to see this every day. But I, what I've come to realize, uh, you know, over the years is talking to friends of mine who just don't, who don't live in our, our world, just how little it, they, you know, they're not thinking about this stuff all day. So to me, I look for the advisors who are doing the best job educating people who who need to to understand something that's complex very simply and who are who are again providing insight into how they're getting where they're getting. I think that's really important. I, and actually that's why I love D Money because I feel like it it was lacking on the retirement side for sure. But at least advisors could say this these are the inputs. And this is how we got to where we're, we're, we're taking you, because I think that's really important in your marketing. No, I, I think it's great. And then to wrap it up for, for folks, for advisors, I, I think they, they know the drill in terms of the things that we've said. But for consumers, like I said, if you're thinking about what, what, what an advisor could, you know, what, what would be a good advisor from just, you know, checking out certain sites, and obviously everything's with a caveat. I, I think uh, the messaging that, that Kelly had you know, is spot on. Kelly, you want to repeat those points real quick? Yeah, I think it's, um, do they, does the advisor have a focus? Because it's, I think it's impossible to boil the ocean. Um, do they have a point of view and a personality that resonates with you? Because that's really important. You, it's not that they need to be your best friend, but you have to, you have to want to have conversations with them. You have to want to have a relationship with them because it's going to be a really important one in your life. And then the third thing is, do they have, well, it's actually four things now. The third thing is, do they have the resources around them to provide you what you need over the course of your life as it evolves? So do they have, even if it's outsourced capabilities, do they have the right makeup to be able to, to, to do what you need? Um, the right team. And then you know, to the, to the point that we just made, are they transparent to you in terms of how they are delivering what they're delivering? Can you understand how they got from where you are today to where they want you to go? And there you have it, everyone. 
<laughs> the great <laughs> Kelly Waltrick. Yeah. Huh? Was a good working session. I yeah, like I didn't want to say anything else after that. I'm like, okay, we're done. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great way to wrap things up. Thank you so much, Kelly. Yeah, thanks guys. I really appreciate uh, it. Love working no, with you. Yeah, yeah, no, likewise, likewise. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye. Wade and Alex are both principals of McLean Asset Management and Retirement Researcher. Both are SEC-registered investment advisors located in Tysons, Virginia. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational and educational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific securities. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor. All investing comes with a risk, including risk of loss. Past performance does not guarantee future results.